two guys who sit here in the studio. One's from Massachusetts, and they had a hangover. The other guy's from New York, talking sports right here. At 89.7 FM, WTR, call 413-445-4234. Let's get ready for a sports talk party right here in Pittsburgh. Here we go. edition of WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM. WTBR, Robbie Zucker and Sean Cronin on the other side of the glass. Good morning, sir. Good Looking morning, well. sir. Thank you. I'm very happy about my Patriots. I know. Don't you ever do your hair in the morning? I guess there's no time really to use a comb. What's with my, these? My, my father and I have been have been uh, threatening for the last three months that we're going to go get a haircut. It just hasn't happened yet. That's uh, all right. It's okay. You know what? If I could grow my hair down on my feet, I would. But unfortunately, <laughs> heredity Ted in. Thank you very much, Dad. May you rest in peace. So, yeah, I mean, a crazy weekend. I mean, I just have to say, uh, just a bittersweet weekend. Had a really nice place, uh, um, you know, this weekend. And then on Sunday, went to a funeral. But I was really sad to hear about David Grover dying. And David was such a great musician, wonderful person. Uh, and he and I played the same fest and stuff. I played with many of the members of his band and Arlo's band and the whole thing. So I, just I remember to going say, to the, the bandstand in Great Barrington as a yeah. kid watching him play. Yeah, yeah. He was great. I first met him when he played at my brother's camp in like early '90s when Keith had the camp up here. So yeah, super so, nice guy. Too. Yeah, really great, was great guy and so much for kids. You know, you know, it made me go back to kids' music. I felt like, yeah, wow, I can flashbacks to Mister Rogers' neighborhood. But there's a lot of really, really beautiful um, uh, things said and some great articles about David and his life. So uh, you know, he was he'll be missed for sure, especially with all the young people and everybody in Berkshire County that embraced his music and embraced him as a person. Yeah, so I absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So. Um, well, what a wacky, wild weekend in the National Football League. I mean, or the No Fun League. I'm not. I'm not laying down anything anymore. I am not doing games. I'm not picking games anymore because it's unpredictable. I'm sorry. I mean, so I would say. I mean, we'll talk about the other games, but start with the Patriots. Well, because did, did anybody expect Jacksonville to beat Buffalo? I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Especially watch the end of the game, and I'm going, "What are they doing?" Now all of a sudden, the Patriots sit a half a game out of first place in the AFC East. Amazing, right? And I told you this. I told you how they would improve every week, right? Yes, you did. And, you know, they did just enough, and the legend of Sam Darnold continues <laughs> to grow. Three interceptions, and you look at Mac Jones' stats, 12, 12 out of 18 for 133 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Uh, not, nothing eye-popping about those stats, but they controlled the run game, and every time they picked Darnold off, they were deep in enemy territory. So Mac did what he had to do to win, and the defense just they locked down Sam Darnold. And it, it's, it's like uh, it was two years ago after the game, uh, he said, "I was seeing ghosts out there." Well, well, <laughs> right, well. It was it was just a few days after Halloween, but the ghosts were still hanging out in Charlotte. So he saw some ghosts again. Unbelievable. I mean, and some of the interceptions are so bad. I'm like, going, man, so bad. I'm not even a professional quarterback. I'm not even a quarterback in anything. I'm not even a quarterback in Pee Wee League. And I never would have thrown those balls. Like, what's this guy thinking about? I hear Coach Rule after in the press conference. He's like, well, we can't make those kind of decisions. How in the world can the Carolina Panthers organization believe that he is the guy? That's going to take this team further. There's no way. He stinks. Let's be honest with me. And he did the same thing at USC through interception after interception, which is why I wanted the Jets to take fumble Josh after Allen. Fumble. Yeah, I just, uh, it's amazing. He makes Daniel Jones look like, you know, Roger Staubach for crying out loud. I mean, it's, I, I don't, I don't understand why when they traded for him that they, like, the, the, the second after they acquired him in the trade, they picked up his fifth year option. Why? Why don't you, why don't you wait and see what you have first? I mean, it's, it's, it's just that that decision perplexed me. I didn't understand that one at all. They're stuck with it. Maybe they'll trade him for uh, Jared. What's <laughs> Jared Goff? <laughs> Jared Goff. <laughs> so oh, the, so boy. the Lions the Lions are on oh, a bye boy. week, and the, and the bye week just beat them twenty seven to twenty four. So. <laughs> yeah, I know that's I, actually I went well as a week where the Lions didn't lose. Uh, poor Dan Campbell, honestly. 
So I had fun. Dan, Dan oh. the man, uh, going to bite off kneecaps Campbell. Yeah, oh, that guy. At least the guy has some emotion. I mean, Joe Judge is like watching, like, you know, I call him Sergeant Hulka now from Stripes. Uh, I, you know? I, I flip back and forth between the Giants and the Patriots, just watching Joe Judge on the sideline. I'm just like, well, who is this guy with his button-down jacket, you know, and he's just, it, 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 he never breaks any emotion at oh all, God. and it's it's just it's like like you said, he's a drill sergeant. It's, it's like just, it's, it's yeah. annoying. It's like a pre-recorded like uh, speech that he's you know preparing before he actually you know takes the takes the podium at the press conference. Well, the Giants yesterday. Anything else we want to say? About well, I'll tell you one about about the Patriots. First of all, this is what Belichick does, though. He plans a game plan out for each team. He says, "Okay, what are their weaknesses? What are their strengths?" Obviously, the strength is run the ball against the Carolina Panthers. So they run the ball and they get efficient. And you know, if you notice, he's not putting Mac Jones in a position to fail. So he's a first year guy. He's holding the reins a little bit. But when the chances are there for him to throw downfield, he has thrown downfield. He has had some good games where he has thrown for a lot of yards. So it all depends on the team. That's what makes Belichick a great coach is that he prepares for the other team. He doesn't say, oh, okay, well, this is our team, like many coaches. Well, this is our team, and this is how we are going to attack it. No, no, no. It's the opposite with him. He has a game plan. Like, I'll never forget. They picked up that guy like the, underneath the bridge in Pittsfield here. was like 20,000 pounds overweight and had a drinking problem. <laughs> I can't remember what his name was. I'm being, obviously, I'm being facetious. But, uh, I mean, they picked this guy up. And, I mean, he runs for like 200 yards or whatever it is against the Colts. And the next week they cut him. And oh, it's like, bye-bye, thank you. Because he was late to the next yeah, well, game. Yeah, right. Yeah. What was his yeah. name? I can't, I can't even remember. I mean, I, but that's the type of thing that he, the Patriots I think he's do. out of the league. Jonas Gray was his name, now, I think. No, I don't think so. But I'm not. I don't think that is. Now, wait, you just told me something, okay, that made my ears stand up. Well, actually, made my ears fall off that the Patriots are in. What are the Patriots like a rehab center and then they let people go after they rehab? Odell Beckham Jr., they're thinking about picking him up. I saw, Why? I saw multiple sources this to morning. To disrupt said team that, chemistry, that, that to have problems in the locker room. And what? Well, you know, he, he, he's, he's an incredible talent, but he's, he's a pain in the, in, in the dairy. Oh, really? You, know? you don't think so? I mean, when you, when you have his father posting videos on Twitter, Showing, oh, here's all the times my son was open and Baker didn't throw him the ball. It's like, yeah, because you're not the only player on the offense. There's ten other guys on the offense, five of whom are either pass catchers or, you know, receivers. Or, or I mean, running backs. I know, it's crazy. I, I mean, I would love to see the talent on the team, but I, I don't want to deal with that headache. Right. 413-445-4234 right here on WTBR Sports Talk. Sean Cronin, Robbie Zucker joining you. This morning is our 10 o'clock slot, as always. So we now we're, yeah, we're buying for like 12 hours, I think, on the air. We're going to have a major filibuster. I guess there, I guess there's a whole big fundraiser coming up. We'll talk about that later and stuff right here at WTBR. So we'll talk about that after. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, it amazes me how, you know, the Patriots are in some kind of transitional period. Well, they got a rookie quarterback, yet they find wins to win. And let's be honest, they should have beaten Tampa and they should have beaten Dallas. And right now they'd be, what, 6-3 and three instead of 5-4 and four, so. But they're, the thing is, they're improving every week. The defense has improved. Obviously, the running game is good. Mac Jones is getting experience. He's getting a rapport with the tight ends, which the, they spent yeah. $96 million. Right, I mean, they right. spent $163 million in free agency. You sure they don't so want they, Evan Ingram? Evan Ingram. <laughs> and yeah. I love how the Giants went out and they got Kyle Rudolph. And they never use him. They never use him. I mean, they oh here here Kyle is a five yard pass for you. Thanks. Have still, a good day. He's still a serviceable tight end. Of course he is. It's I ridiculous. wanted the Patriots to get him. Oh my god. So let's talk about a giant win. Yay! The clapper. clapper. That offensive genius. Daniel Jones throws twenty times for hundred yards. What is this? Pittsfield High School. I thought it was mine in Mountain High And School, the defense played well when they needed to. Let's be honest. They made some plays in the red zone. Uh, Xavier McKinney with a great interception and in return. A, a pick six. Wow, a pick six for the Giants. So look. Oakland to me, gave, Oakland. I keep still calling them Las Vegas. They have a new state every day. Well, I um, feel. I feel like you know, it's the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Right. I feel like calling them the the Las Vegas Raiders of Oakland <laughs> because it seems like that's what it should be called. You know, because I go. call. I still call them Oakland. I still call the Chargers the San Diego Chargers. Right. So. So I, well, you know me. I love the Chargers. So I still call them San Diego because L.A. Well, they were originally in L.A. and then they moved to San Diego when they owned the old uh, AFL. Uh, but yeah. So the thing is that with the Giants is that they have. Okay, good red zone defense yesterday. They hold um, old uh, the Vegas Raiders uh, to a field goal at the end of the half, but yet they let them move down the field like they normally do. Carr, who I think is overrated, misses Lawler in the end zone. I mean, wide open, and there would have been a touchdown at the end, and obviously it would have not been a 10-10 game. Uh, the Raiders would have had the lead at the half. So the Raiders get the ball. The Giants did not have the ball, I think, from the end of three minutes at the half to like the middle of the third quarter. Oakland, I keep saying Oakland, the, the Raiders, the Raiders, <laughs> the Raiders. Man, somebody knocked me on the head every time I do that. The Raiders, uh, the, 
<laughs> well, I'm thinking I'll, I'll tell you later. Um, but the Raiders, okay, they have the ball, and the Giants outscore them after they run 28 plays and 140 yards. The Giants outscore them 7-6. to six. The guy from the Raiders misses a 25-yard field goal, right, that, that would have uh, t- uh, taken the Giants, I guess, and had a one-point one lead at that point. So, Is Janikowski still kicking? No, for, it's no his, he's, I, can't, he retired. I can't remember the new guy, okay. but no, he retired. Yeah, he I, was there for about 45 oh, yeah, years, he was wasn't he? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Him, and George, him and George Blanda. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, you know, what's interesting is that they they miss a field goal, a chip shot field goal. The Giants get the ball back. They run the ball. Pierce Penny running the ball. Uh, Booker had 99 yards yesterday. But, I mean, what is with Garrett? If you run the ball for 99 yards, okay, and Booker's having a good game, doesn't that open play, uh, play action passing? Doesn't that open a guy like Tony and a guy like – I mean, they went out and they got Kenny Galladay for a reason. Do you want the stats yesterday? Kenny Galladay and, and, and Tony combine for 36 yards. Evan Ingram gets a touchdown for 38 yards, the only reception of the day for the tight end and a touchdown. That's it. That was it. Rest of them with field goals. But I don't understand Jason Garrett. Can you open up the offense? When I have to see Daniel Jones throw the ball to Penny for a minus one yard, that was one of the top play of the day. So, look, I'll take a win. But let's be honest. I mean, let's not fool ourselves. The Giants are not a good team. The Raiders kicked themselves in the rear end losing that game. And the Raiders went up and down the field every time. In fact, when the Giants kicked the field goal with time left, I said, they're going to march right down the field now and either tie the game or win the game. And they marched right down the field. And luckily, the Giants make some good plays. And uh, Roche, you know, you know, sacks car and the ball's loose. The Giants get and they win the game. But, you know, I'll take a win. But let's be honest, six times in the red zone and, you know, the Raiders come up with 16 points. That's not a lot. Think about if they were fishing on four, that's 24 points. They win the game right there. And the Giant offense is anemic. It's ridiculous to watch. It really is. It's like, it's like Mickey Mouse offense. I mean, what kind of play calling? Like I said, the only red zone that he sees is the one on the top of his head, okay? That's about it. I mean, Jason Garrett, can we, can we just get rid of this guy? When we bring in Freddie Kitchens, let Freddie call the place. Let somebody, I'll call the place. Call me up and I'll call the place. Freddie There's Kitchens. no misdirection. And again, I'll say this about Daniel Jones. He's okay, all right? Can you win with him? I don't know. He doesn't throw touchdown passes. Look at the bottom of the National Football League and see exactly who's at the bottom in touchdown passes. Daniel Jones. I don't know. What's your opinion on Daniel Jones? Because I want to hear from the fans, all right? 413-445-4234. Give me a call, Giant fans, if you're out there, and let's talk about the Giants. Because realistically, I mean, you look at the NFC, it's ridiculous. It's such garbage. I mean, San Francisco and the Eagles have put up a good fight against, uh, against the Chargers. Yeah, I still call them San Diego, too. And, and there's such a media, there's such mediocrity. The Rams lose at home to a Tennessee team that right now is probably the best in the AFC without Derrick Henry. Yeah, pretty which, impressive, which was right? Very impressive. Two interceptions, right? I think one for a pick six last night. I mean, well, it's like we say week after week. You know, Ryan Tannehill. It was the curse of Adam Gase. He got away from Adam Gase, and he, you know, he's he's a legit quarterback. Why doesn't why don't more people give more credit to Mike Vrabel? I mean, you never really hear his name about the top coaches in the league. He's one of the best. And the ironic thing is that a Belichick disciple, he was a player. Was he ever a coach under Belichick? Did he coach for a little bit? Defensive coordinator, I think, for oh, he, a, okay. I, I think was, for I a year. I thought he was, yeah. yeah. So, he's been the, so basically, he's the only one. For the most part, that maybe, not, maybe not even a defensive coordinator, maybe, maybe like a lineman, yeah, lineman yeah, I think coach. Line coach like I, yeah, yeah, I think he was a linebacker coach, yeah. but that's the only one, though, that I see, right? You know, as far as like guys that have come out of his system that have had success. Now, obviously, you have to have the talent, but I mean, you know. Dolphins are hot garbage again this yeah. year. Well, they, 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 any, I think I could beat Jacksonville. You know, they're t- Jacksonville's terrible. The I mean, Dol- really Dolphins, are. I'm saying. Oh, the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, well, the Dolphins are awful. So, Speaking of Jacksonville, how about them beating Buffalo? Yeah, I was, was I was happy for you. I'm like, wow, you know, and, and I could not believe that game. I mean, the funniest thing has got to be Josh Allen. Sacking Josh <laughs> Intercepting Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. I, mean, yeah. I mean, that's a one-time thing, you know. <laughs> that's a one. But you know what's funny? I wanted Josh Allen. Because the Giants had the sixth pick, and I'm there, and my friend Robbie Reed from Lake Success, who, you know, had been a big-time caller to stations over the years, and I hope Rob gives us a call one of these days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Rob and I are sitting there, and we're like, oh, my God, they got a chance to take Josh Allen from Kentucky, and we hear the New York Giants select from Duke University, Daniel Jones. <laughs> like, oh, no! And he was at Yankee Stadium, I Leave think. Leave the oh, rope behind. I'm like, oh, my God. I think a week later he was at Yankee Stadium, and they showed him up on the big jumbotron, right, and then the whole booed. crowd booed him. I mean, and I'm just sitting there going, I kind of feel bad for the guy. It's, like, it's not his fault he was the number six overall <laughs> pick. You know, but, welcome. What a way yeah. to welcome him to hey, New York welcome City. To New York. Man, welcome to New York. Yeah, boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The kid must have felt so awful. I can't imagine that, being booed by, you know. 
Anytime, um, anytime, didn't even play it down either. <laughs> any, anytime I hear the name Daniel Jones, and I say it every week, is just the image of him running down the field to score a touchdown, and he trips and falls over his own feet. And you ask, can you win with Daniel Jones? If you put the right pieces around him with the right coordinator, Jason Garrett is oh not the God. answer. I mean, like you said, you sign Kenny Galladay, you sign Kyle Rudolph, you don't use these guys. Would you say 36 yards combined between the two receivers? I mean, that's just pathetic. I mean, why can't you throw a little flare pass to, to Tony and let him go up, and up, up the field and do his thing? I mean, I just don't get it. I, I really don't get this guy at all, honestly. I think I, I just don't understand it. I mean, what's the game plan just to run? And if, like I said, if you run, if you are running the ball well and you are and you are able to get some yards, then you should be able to play pass and go down the field. You never see a seam pl- pass to the tight end. You, I mean, Jason Garrett's offense, it's not even a matter of creativity. It's a matter of just going down the damn field, throw the ball down the field. I was screaming yesterday. And the other thing that drives me crazy, this drives me crazy more than anything else with the Giants receivers, if you have a third down and eight, stop running six yards, run nine yards, and make your cut at the marker. It's the little orange thing on the sideline. You can see it before you actually <laughs> develop a play in your head. Look at the orange marker, then decide where you want to go. I mean, it is just nauseating to watch. And the same thing yesterday, a chance for a third down to continue the drive and maybe get a touchdown, maybe run the clock even longer. And Daniel Jones does things like this to drive me crazy. He rolls outside. He doesn't get protection, not his fault. He runs to the sideline. And rather just than staying in bounds, he throws the ball incomplete and the clock stops so the Raiders have more time to go down the field at the end of the game. That's not instinctiveness. That's not smart. Use your head. Understand the situation. That's, understand that's what's a, going That's a product of bad coaching. I don't even know if it's bad coaching. I think it's, there's something about Daniel Jones that bothers me. It's his internal clock on the field. It's, 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 it's his innate... <laughs> lack of instinct to get away from the pass rush. Look, the line stinks, and the biggest problem with the Giants and the most important person to come back for the Giants in two weeks, hopefully, is Andrew Thomas because that left side of the line and the Nate Solder so back. I don't care who plays at all. I don't even want to see any more of Nate Solder. Can they just get rid of him? I mean, the guy is just like he tumbles down like I mean, like a twig, and he's not a small guy. But his technique is so bad. His footing work is so bad. The way he blocks is so bad. It's like ridiculous. He gets run over like a. It's it's just absurd to watch every week. I was at a. I was at a. It's, uh, it's just ridiculous. I was at a draft party a few years back when when you know Nate Solder was drafted. It was at the at the Rising Cafe down whose tonic. A bunch of us were together, and they said, and and Mark Ingram was on the board, the running back, who's carved out a very nice career for himself, and 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 then I hear Roger Goodell go with the fifteenth overall pick. In this year's draft, the Patriots select Nate Solder. I said, who the hell is that? I was so mad at that. You know, and, and he was terrible with the Patriots. And it's I'm glad he's your guy's problem. Really. I mean, it's just I mean I mean, you know, there's a reason, like I've said, there's a reason obviously that you know, that Belichick did not want him back because he stunk. I mean, it's easy to be an offensive lineman for Brady. He gets rid of the ball in two point two seconds from the left side. I mean, but I watched films of Solder when he was with the Patriots. He was terrible. Awful. He was terrible. Awful. And yet the Giants give him more money than any offensive lineman in the history of the NFL. Well, he getting $77 I mean, million. Gentlemen, you know, I know you're in your 70s, but your sonality, I mean, it's sort of setting in or set in already. I mean, what is that? I, it's ridiculous. Dave Kettleman. 413-445-4234 right here on uh, WTBR Sports Talk. And Sean Cronin and Robbie Zucker talking a little bit of National Football League. Anything else that you saw? How about Dallas losing to Denver? They were down 30 to nothing. Dak Prescott, a terrible day. The drops all over the place. And, and what is that interesting play where they, they block the ball, but because it's like a free ball and Denver recovers, Denver got the ball back? It was really, really weird what happened. It was very bizarre. The, the whole call was strange. You know, I like Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback. He's okay. I think he's too conservative, though. But, you know, he actually opened up and made some plays on, on Sunday. You know, he actually made a few pretty decent plays. You know, he ran out of the pocket, made some throws on the run. I thought he looked pretty decent. But I don't think you can win with Teddy Bridgewater either. I don't think he's the answer. He's not bad. He's not a bad quarterback. But, I mean, that was a surprising score. And there were so many things. How about Cleveland running over Cincinnati? Well, obviously, we think now that Cincinnati's not as good as they are. And when, when Chubb's back, I mean, when Cleveland has their running game and Chubb is on the field, that makes that team ultra da- dangerous because, I mean, they can open it up. And then it makes Baker Mayfield so much better in play action. I mean, it really does. But Chubb's just running over people the other gonna day. It's going to be interesting on Sunday. The Patriots have Cleveland. They host them. That's right. That should be a hell of a game. Well, the whole key, and that's, you know, that make make Baker Mayfield throw more than 30 times, and you to me, you win the game. You stop Chubb, but that's not an easy 
proposition. I mean, stack, stack the box, yep. make Baker throw. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. That's what I would do. How about Kansas City? What's going on with the Chiefs scoring 13 points? How do you like the the debut of Jordan Love, whose parents got a seat like all the way back? Can we give him a better seat? All the way at the top of the stadium, yeah. And they, <laughs> they were showing him on Good Morning Football this morning. Oh, my they God. Said, well, at least his mom looks happy. And they kept right. showing, like, going, zooming in on her. And she's, like, got this big smile on her face. Like, well, at least she looks happy. I mean, but I'm like, well, all the way up at the top? Like, I mean. <laughs> maybe they chose that. You think the Green Bay organization would be nice enough to get them tickets that, you know, it's actually where they can see their son on the field actually play? I mean, it's like, you know. Well, that's the Green oh Bay Packers God. organization for you. They have no clue what the hell they're doing. Goodness gracious. It's like Ralph Cramden and Coach. I mean, this is insane. I mean, what's going on? <laughs> Great show. I mean, my God. It's like Barney Rubble, but he's out on the outside of the plane. I mean, you know. Jordan Love, I mean, it's just uh, – what a, what a disastrous pick that was. I mean, it's not the fact that they picked him. It's that they traded up to pick him. Yeah, that's and bad. He, and, the, and the last year he was in college, he threw more picks than touchdowns. And and you're basically saying to Aaron Rodgers, yeah, you're, you know, we, we just drafted your replacement. See you later. You know, to one of the, the most talented, I think the most talented quarterback in the history of the NFL is Aaron Rodgers. I well, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look at his um, – yeah, I've seen. I mean, I, I, John Elway was great, and John Elway was you know multi talented. I mean, obviously his arm and his, his feet and so forth. And there was a lot of guys you know out there. Marino was definitely a pure passer, the best passer I think I've seen. And yeah, you can make arguments about obviously Brady's Brady and stuff. If I had look, if I had to pick one guy, and I'm at the end of the game, and I need a guy to bring me down for a touchdown, it's Brady. There's no doubt about it. I'm I, just I, talking I, pure talent wise. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Well, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is great. The problem is Aaron Rodgers can't seem to win the big game in the championship game. Last year they had Tampa for the taking. Right. And I mean, the coach says, "Oh no, we don't want you to go to fourth down. We weren't going to kick a field goal of the ball back to Brady with two ends. What are you crazy?" That's nonsensical. I mean, the Giants, I mean, Brady had like 20 seconds left against the Giants and almost threw a touchdown pass and threw the ball 60 yards down the field. You know, thank God somebody tipped it. I mean, or else Randy or Andy Moss is going in for a touchdown at the end of that game. I mean, so, and even Gronk almost catching the ball close in, in when the Giants won the Super Bowl the second time. So, you know, Brady to me is like, you know, it's just, to me, Tampa Bay, until somebody says we're better than you, Tampa to me is still the best team right now. Uh, I would I would put them against any team right now. Green Bay is really good though. You could see how important Aaron Rodgers is. He's so important. I mean, Love was terrible, terrible. And, and Kansas City again. They have the same personnel. Like, what's going on? Mahomes. They have you know everybody. I mean, there's the same personnel. You know, I don't get it. They upgraded their offensive line and they've gotten worse. It doesn't make any sense at all. I, I mean, I, I don't I, get that team. Neither do I. I mean, I just don't get it. I mean, they have the same per basically the same personnel. A few guys that that are gone, maybe some injuries, but. Other than that, Kelsey, you know, Kelsey's not catching the ball. You know what Kelsey's not doing this year? He must be hurt. He's not breaking away the way he used to. Like, he, you would tackle him. He'd just push people off there, you know? I mean, he would just knock guys around. He's just so physical, and now you don't see that. I mean, it's very strange. They sc- to show you how bad love was, they scored 13 points, Kansas City. Yeah. And I almost picked the Packers in that game. I said, well, I think Casey will win because it's important for Casey, and obviously there's a rookie quarterback that's starting. But, I mean, you know, the, the Chiefs are really bad, and the Chargers got absolutely – you know, they, they got a really, really good game from Philadelphia and won on the last uh, second field goal. And, uh, it was, you know, it's a big win for, for the Chargers, big-time win. I'm trying to think of any other games yesterday were semi-surprising. How about Atlanta? New Orleans comes all the way back, and then Ryan throws up like a 50-yard pass, and they win it with a field goal in the last minute and a half of the game. I mean, you cannot let a guy go past you at that point. New Orleans, who they have Trevor Simeon, I think, was starting yes, in that Simeon, game because Winston yeah, was hurt. Right, right. Yeah, everybody wanted Trevor Simeon. Remember, it was, it was the it was the debate the no, excuse me the, the debate back in that draft was Trevor Simeon or Paxton Lynch. Which one do we want? And they're both terrible. Paxton Lynch, I don't even think is in the league anymore. I think Trevor Simeon's been in so many teams right now. He could start his own travel agency. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I I don't really know, man. It's crazy, but. Uh, Anyway, um, and uh, Jacksonville obviously beating Buffalo, which was right, right, right. Great. So yeah, well, that was interesting. I mean, I can't believe that 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 happened. I'm, they had the game on at the end of the Giant game. They flipped the game on after Kevin Harlan was doing that game, and uh, and uh, I was like, I was in shock. And then they Josh Allen not had a quarterback sack and an interception and stuff. And uh, you know, he's he's going to become a good player. I guarantee. I mean, he's already a, already a good player, and he would have looked really nice in the Giant defense for sure. That's for sure. But. Uh, yeah, a bunch of other upsets yesterday, too. Like I said, Dallas yesterday and the Rams losing. It's no big deal. The Rams lost to a good team. You know, the Rams did lose to the Titans. The Titans are a very good team. So who's your, who's, who do you think is the top team right now in the AFC? Jeez, that's a toss-up. 
I mean, I was I, I would have said Buffalo, but you know, before Sunday, uh, Tennessee. I mean, it's it's. I think the AFC is as wide open as it's ever been. It's so predictable. It really is. And the NFC obviously got the Rams, even though they lost yesterday. Obviously, you know, you, you got Tampa Bay. And Dallas is still good despite, you know, everybody gets a stinker once in a while. But that was shocking for Denver, who basically beat every losing team in the first three weeks. They go, whoa, Denver's 3-0. and Like, look who they beat, the Jets, the Giants, and Vic Jacksonville. Vangio, coach of the year. Yeah, coach yeah, of the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 3-0 uh, against teams that were 0-9. Yeah. I mean, come on, give me a break. Anyway, I want to tell you about WTBR's FM is proud to announce our third annual one-day on-air fundraiser. The event will take place on Thursday, November 18th from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Don't miss our guests, including local dignitaries and your friends and neighbors from the community. There will be plenty of incentives you can win, including restaurant gift certificates, tickets to local cultural attractions, and much, much more. And for each donation of $25 or more, you'll be in the running to win a Thanksgiving feast from KJ Nosh Catering on Tyler Street in Pittsfield. Do you know that place? I don't know that place. Anyway, um, you can make your donation right now at WTBRFM.com. Don't miss the third annual one-day air fundraiser live from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Thursday, November 18th from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. only on 89.7 FM, WTVR, and all day live on the WTVR Facebook page. And thank you very much for supporting your local radio station. We'll be back after these short and brief messages. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. When Taconic High School was demolished, we could have lost this radio station. Instead, PCTV stepped in built a new studio and transmitter and gave the station new life. And now it's time to pay that back. Support this station today. Go to WTBRFM.com and click the donate button. You won't be sorry. Pittsfield Community Radio thanks you for your support. Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8. And if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. Hey friends, if you're looking for some party music, tune in to Polka Express with me, Bill Gustavus, every Wednesday night from 6 to 8, and Sunday mornings from 8 to 10, right here on 89.7 WTBR, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield. This will send shockwaves around the world! Okay, alrighty, let's play some tunes! Sports Talk, Rob Zucker and uh, Sean Cronin right here. As usual, in our place on Tuesday, 413-445-4234. Again, that number, 413-445-4234. Talk sports with you. So, anyway, uh, the World Series is over. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to talk about the Braves or the or the the uh, actually the baseball meetings are going on this week. Yeah, and, uh, uh, as I, we speak, probably uh, so about seven a.m. I guess. Uh, I just right saw now. yesterday that uh, J.D. Martinez opted into his final year of his deal with the Red Sox. Good, he should be there, right? Should well, nineteen point three seven five million. What that just makes Take me further believe that there's going to be a work stoppage. I mean, it, you know, if they opened up the 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 DH in the National League, I mean, the way that they're throwing money around to these guys, I mean, he's you know. He could have easily gotten a, a longer term deal on the market, you know, like two years, 40, three, 350. <sighs> a Verlander had a showcase yesterday. How much money do you need, honestly? Is, where's Verlander going, anyway? Is he going to stay with Houston, or what's the deal? Well, they offered him a qualif- They issued a qualifying offer to him, but he had a showcase yesterday through 30 pitches. He was sitting 95, 97 with his fastball. The Red Sox were one of 20 teams in attendance. The Yankees should go get him. They really should. I mean, or somebody should go get him. Either the Yankees or Red Sox or somebody. I mean, get him out of Houston. <laughs> get him, please get him out of Houston. Yes, I, I would. Mean, I'd love the Red Sox to get Verlander. So, that would be great. So now that the Yankees basically need four million different pieces to their, um, to, you know, to their success next year. Because let's face it. I mean, they have one starter, at least one starter, without forty million question marks. 
And, you know, the question is now the Yankees need a shortstop. The Yankees need a, an outfielder. They, I guess they're going to have jo- Joey Gallo back. I mean, oh, my God. Going to have to see Joey Gallo strike out 200 times in a season. I mean, I can't and take it anymore. Rugned Odor. Rugned Odor. Do we have a caller here on WTBR? Let's see. Yes, we do. Oh, so, okay. Here we go. All right. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Ralphie boy. Hey, Ralphie boy. How's it going, Ralph? What's going on, brother? You, you, you know you sound like Marv Albert doing a Ranger game in 1970, Robbie. Yeah, you know speaking that? of the Rangers, they actually won 4-3 to three against the best team in hockey last night, so I was happy for that. You don't game. have to put on that voice to sound like Marv Albert. You're actually <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> tremendously that's, like Marv Albert. That's scary, because you got the, one of the best voices in all the radio, so that's well, that's. You got, a, you got a great voice next to mine. You're the best on radio. Oh, I'm oh get out of hey, here. Hey, <laughs> Thanks for the build up there, Buttercup. <laughs> and, and, and actually, um, you, know, you, you, you echoed uh, Rob Freed's sentiment. I don't think Rob Freed has ever taken a breath in his life. I think he's still talking as we speak. <laughs> he's worse but than I am. Yeah, but he's he's a good he's a good guy. You know, you asked the question about Daniel Jones. His ceiling isn't high, uh, Sean and Rob. I mean, I I just see the guy as a backup quarterback in a different era. You know, he doesn't. He never impressed me, but he's. You know, you can't call him a bad quarterback. You can call him better than mediocre. I would say with him. Yeah, he's kind of like he's not. He's not as good as Don Strock. Remember Don Strock? <laughs> so Don Strock was darn good. Yeah, he was. So was Earl Morrill. Earl Morrill was a star. I met Earl Morrill. He was. He was really nice. Uh, yeah, and I mean, they used to sit. They used to sit there under tutelage of the uh, the quarterback on the field. Right. And they would sit there for a couple of years, and that's the way it went. But not know, anymore. What's that? Not anymore. Yep. And, you know, Sean, you, and, you, and Rob, you brought up uh, Aaron Rodgers. The thing that comes to mind, we talked about it on my program. Um, he said, he said, well, I have, he played with words on this one. I have immunity. I'm, uh, you know, they asked, uh, you know, are you vaccinated? He had to actually, I guess, sign something or profess to be vaccinated. I have immunity. Meanwhile, he's exposed to his teammates. He never ever had the inoculation, and and now he's crying, you know, homo, not a um, homeopathy remedy. Uh, these these type of things is what he did. But the, the guy just he marches to a beat, the beat of a different drummer. But you know, you can't do that in the midst of a pandemic with other other teammates in, in close proximity. You know, I mean, I. I'm pro whatever you decide to put in your body is what you put in your body. But I think if you're in a locker room with, what are there, 53 men on the roster, plus you got the coaching staff, you got the practice squad, you got the, you know, you're you're exposing yourself to, you know, over 100 people every day and and you lied about it. I think it's just ridiculous. Well, I think, like I said, I mean, you know, I, I go, I believe that the National Football League and other sports teams should have mandatory, mandatory, uh, you know, Examinations and also mandatory. They, they, they have it in the know, military, right? And then have man, you know, have the have the uh, you know, have it done. I mean, get it done. You know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they should, well, you they should know, be having vaccinations, mandatory vaccinations. That that thing stuck up your nose every week. It's not, you know, they they actually in the beginning when I had my first test done, they put that that stake. I'll call it a stake. It's like a stake. <laughs> they put they drove that stake up into my brain so yep. far. Yep. Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. I felt I felt oh. it. You know, as it progressed, the the the, um, the test became less severe, and they don't put it up quite as far. There's no reason why these these guys can't be tested every week. I, I agree. I totally agree. I mean, weren't they doing? Well, look, they were testing for for steroids for a long time, right? Weren't they testing? Like, I don't know if it was once a year, but a couple of times they were testing for steroids. Yeah, but you know, how, see how rampant steroids are. In oh, the I, NFL. I know. Of course. I mean, in some of them. And do you know how rampant steroids are in the NBA? I hate to break the news. Um, a lot of these guys, they take a lot of over-the-counter stuff that are that's questionable. That you can actually come up positive on a test from taking something from the GNC if you're not if you're not too uh, if you're not careful enough. But I mean, you know, these guys are going to uh, push the envelope as far as they possibly can and get every edge they possibly can. But as a guy, let me ask you this, Rob: as someone who stays in shape, somebody who works out, somebody who trains people, yeah. I mean. What is the point of taking this stuff? If you're in good shape like you are, what's the point? I mean, does it give you actually extra energy? Does it make you stronger? I mean, what does it really do? Here, here's, yeah. what it, here's what it does. Okay. And, you know, a myriad of stuff, but this is what I would say. Yeah. It, 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 um, the recuperate time is probably about 10 times as quick. I mean, the whole thing about exercise, you tear those fibers down and they have to 
re, you know, you have to recuperate. They must build back stronger. And, you know, you go to a, you play a game on a Tuesday night, it has you uh, ready to go on a Wednesday night, and you're at full capacity. Man. But the whole thing about strength, you know, testosterone uh, dips as you age. And, you know, I'm 61, so my testosterone is definitely not as high as when I was 30. Still pretty high, probably, right? <laughs> But, but Rob, you yeah. got to get to a, you know, you have these doctors and you have these facilities where they go. They call it anti-aging facilities. And you go, it's very questionable, the whole thing. And you're playing with hormones. But if you want to get it done, maybe not a pro athlete, but generally speaking, you must go to a reputable guy that knows what he's doing and really tests you throughout. Because you can, you can screw up your prostate, you can screw up your, you know, a lot of different things, your internal organs. Right. But I never resorted to that, but I have good genetics. That's, that's half the battle. I mean, it's just amazing that he would, like, not even be truthful to the rest of the teammates. Yeah, and he's a danger right now to people. I mean, people don't know how bad this is. I had this, and it was and he awful. Was a subpar, he was a subpar Jeopardy host, may I add. Yeah, <laughs> so that's right. He's, he's, yeah, right. His, his life's in Jeopardy now or whatever. I mean, people's... You know, people's uh, well-being is in jeopardy by him coming back and stuff. And obviously, they missed him because the Packers scored seven points and with uh, Jordan Love. So, yeah, I mean. He's on every Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show on Sirius XM Radio. Rogers, okay, he's on yeah. for about an hour every Tuesday. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. And he's a very, very uh, intriguing interview every week. I mean, he is a man of his own. Conviction? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I find him entertaining. I mean, when he's on when he's on the radio, and I, and and Ralph, I have to disagree. I actually thought he was a pretty damn good Jeopardy host. But yeah, he was all right. I, I'm just I'm just starting trouble. You're, yeah, I know you. Are. I like my I like my MB, I like my MB, I like they got a nice Jewish girl who comes on and ask you questions. I mean, yeah, but Sean, Sean, here's the thing with that. You know, yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of a hypocrite because I'm always always screaming for these athletes to have a little personality and have a little disagreement once in a while, not just go along with the. Uh, with the fray there, but yeah, and you're right, Sean. You know, he has the ability to kind of make his point and be his own man. And I'll throw, I'll throw this one at you, Sean, about Odell. You, oh, you mentioned boy. briefly about that. I'll call it the wide receiver prima donna syndrome. You know, these <laughs> no other position, no other position on the field are they as big a prima donna as they as these true. wide That's receivers. True. But yeah. this guy gives new meaning to all that. This guy, if you want him on your team, you have to have your head examined, really. <laughs> The, the more and more I've been talking to people here at the station today, the more, you know, I, I was excited this morning. I said, sources say Patriots sign Odell to a one-year deal. And I was, like, jumping up and down and going, yeah, hey, we got a good wide receiver. But then I talked to a couple different people here, and all of a sudden I'm going, no, get keep him the hell away from Foxborough, please. Yeah, so. I know there was a rumor the other day. I was listening to Sean Marash, and he kept saying, oh, there's a possibility. Or maybe it was him. I can't remember. But a possibility of Odell coming to the Giants. I'm like, no. Same thing with Brett Garwin. When your buddy calls up the other day, he goes, well, you know, they should sign. No. I was just like, no, please. You know, it's like, you know, you put the cross up like it's Dracula. Please. I, I don't want him any part of that guy. If I was the Patriots, with the way they're playing and how good they've been and improving every week, I would not want to bring that poison, I'm sorry, onto my field. Well, you know onto- what I'm finding out in sports, guys? Yeah. That- if you replace a guy that's making, you know, maybe um, thirty million with a guy that's pulling in maybe ten million, in other words, that top-notch superstar with a lesser player, you're not losing that much. You have to kind of look in generality at your team and see what you need instead of just uh, accruing all these big-time, right. you know, big big money guys. You know, the, the team. I, I really think that the team that does that is going to be the innovative team. I'll leave you with this one. I want to run. I want to yeah, let no you problem. get other you callers, got it. No but. Sweat. That, you know, as far as Darnold goes and his oh abilities, God. you know, there was a guy on FAN named Mike Francesa. You may have heard of him. And <laughs> of course. He, he, of he, course. He, and he, he was, you know, he was right up this guy's jock. I mean, he loved this guy like nobody else, you know. And I never saw it. I just didn't. I always saw him as maybe, I mean, adequate backup. I don't know what they see in some of these guys. And he makes poor decisions every week. I don't know what they see in some of these guys, but I, I, I'm not seeing the same thing because this guy is never going to make it in the NFL. I'm, I guarantee that. So and by the, the way, oh, my, yeah, yeah. my wife is listening in the other room, <laughs> okay. and she's making she's making she's making eggs, she's scrambling eggs, and listening to you guys. So. Thanks, Cindy. Yeah, right. Awesome. Tell her thanks. Thank That's you very awesome. Much. Yeah, she's lovely. So. Hey, buddy, I'll, I'll catch up. And now all of a sudden, I went. I was single for 61 years. Now I'm a, 
a married man. It sounds like I've been married for twenty five. I know. Years maybe I still have a maybe I still have a chance. You know, being a confirmed bachelor. <laughs> I, ne- I never pulled the trigger, and she was the only one that persuaded me. But there hey, you listen, go. Tonight at eight o'clock. Yeah, I was just going to ask you. Plug away. Tonight at eight, I don't want to too too often, but night, tonight at uh, eight o'clock. WPAT nine thirty a.m. dot com. I'm going to be in. Uh, Full throttle tonight. Oh, good. Yeah, I love the show over the last couple of days. I've, I've uh, listened to it the last time yeah, I, I listened. Mean, it was so great. Much to complain about it. It's so much fun, you know. <laughs> I love the stuff I'll about Curtis Lewa, though. That was the best when you done just really ripping Cur- Curtis, Curtis Lewa, Curtis, man. You know. If may- Maybe if a 65-year-old man can ditch the beret and yeah. the, 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 Halloween, the Halloween costume, maybe we'd be in business, but I don't know. That guy's been there since, I mean, I think I'm in diapers, for crying out loud. You know, it's amazing. Well, you know, you know the times I talked to him. One time I saw him on the train in the subway. Oh, I gave him okay. credit. Right, right. There was, this home, there was this homeless guy there. He looked like he was, uh, you know, as decrepit and old and just completely disease-ridden. I mean, you couldn't believe it. And Curtis, right in the middle of a pandemic, walked right up to him and actually helped the guy. Wow, there you go. You know, that's hard to do with a guy that looks so downtrodden as this guy did, and I give him credit for that. Is he and Lisa still together? Oh, are you kidding? Long time. (laughs) Two peas in a pod, right? He's had had two marriages since since then. Now he married married a a 23-year-old woman. Oh, okay. Jeez, I didn't. Re- you know, I haven't listened to those guys in for ages since I've been living, you know, in the city and stuff, or you know, down Westchester. So it's been a long time. So, well, you know, when you send me those voicemail messages, Cindy and I listen to every single one of them. Oh, jeez, she's here. She's I better keep word. it clean. All those dirty, all those dirty things that you say and everything. All those oh, uh, no. questionable. I'm kidding. I get, I get them too, Ralph. So you're not <laughs> yeah, you know, so, you know, Sean, you could take it, but man, we know we're a little squeamish around here. We may not be able to take it. I'll, I'll thanks, see, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. I'll catch thanks, you tonight, all right, bro. Thanks, Love Ralph. You, all right, thanks, man. Okay, all right. bye. All right, Ralph Romeo, checking in there. Yes, he does a great show, actually. On. Uh, down at WPA, his, his his mom's name is is Patricia. So I thought, oh, the call nailers named after named after her. So anyway, ten forty one right here on WTBR Sports Talk. Sean Cronin and Robbie Zerker taking you to eleven o'clock and more great music here on WTBR. And uh, yeah, the great fundraiser coming up on the uh, I believe the seventeenth is it or the eighteenth? Yeah, it's the eighteenth from seven a.m. to six p.m. So uh, a lot of guests, a lot of dignitaries, and. And uh, neighbors from the community, so don't don't miss that on uh, November 18th. We have a great fundraiser. And if you want to come down to the station and be a contributor like Mr. Cronin here, and I've tri- contributed myself, although you really contributed. That was really nice of you to do that, and, and you and your dad. So uh, that's awesome, man. Uh, keep, keep up the good work. Anyway, we're going to take a few messages, and then we'll be back with more WTBR Sports Talk right after this. WTBR-FM is listener-supported radio. That means we depend on your donations to keep the station on the air. All the local content and the music you love requires your support. You can make your donation today at WTBRFM.com by calling 445-4234 or stopping by our studio at 4 Federico Drive in Pittsfield. You'd be glad you did. Pittsfield Community Radio, for the love of radio. If you've cut the cord and still want to keep in touch with Pittsfield Community Television, PCTV Select is now available on Roku and Apple TV. Live press conferences, city meetings, and more are just a click away. Pittsfield Community Television is now available without cable. With PCTV Select, available on Roku and Apple TV. For more details and for download instructions, go to PittsfieldTV.org. like hard rock and heavy metal music? Oh, yeah! Well, then join me here Friday nights from 8 to 10 for Wounded Radio. Every Friday night, I play two hours of the best music on the planet, from ACDC to ZZ Top and everything in between. This is going to be cool. Want to hear a song on Wounded Radio? Request it on the Wounded Radio Facebook page. And join me here Friday nights at 8 for Wounded Radio. Yeah! 89.7 WTBRFM Pittsfield.
Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk. About 15 minutes left in our program. Man, the day flies by here. Goodness gracious. 1044 already. Sean Crow and Robbie Zucker. 445 4234-413-445-4234. Well, I wanted to turn to the NBA for a second, maybe the NHL, but the Knicks, will the real Knicks please stand up? I mean, I mean, you know how much I criticize the NBA. The Knicks lose to a pretty good Cavs team the other night at home, give up 126 points. And last night, and I knew they were going to do this, they've been great on the road. They beat Milwaukee on the road, and last night they beat the hottest team in the league. Well, besides the Warriors, they beat the first-place Sixers, uh, and, they, and they win pretty handily. And last night, what, Julius Randle, 31 points. Um, and, uh, a, a, you know, a good performance by the Knicks on the road. I don't get this team. I mean, they're bad at home, and they're good on the road, so I can't figure this team out. But, uh, you know, it's really weird. They, like, Kimba Walker sits the other night. This i got to ask you about this sitting thing, Sean. I mean, honestly, I mean, this, this load management crap. I mean, do you, I don't believe in this nonsense. When you're paying a guy millions of dollars and he sits on his – why would anybody want to sit down and not play? I, I don't get it, man. I, don't I get, live I don't, to play. I don't, I don't understand these guys. I don't think it's fair to the fan base either. It's not. You know, the it's people ridiculous. That, the people that pay hundreds of dollars for a ticket and then they go and, you know, the, 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 the uh, San Antonio Spurs were famous for it. You know, uh, Tony right, Parker, right. Uh, you know, Robinson, oh, these guys, are gonna, they're all going to sit tonight. The Warriors were famous for it. It's, 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 it's not fair to the fan base. It isn't. You imagine you pay courtside, not even courtside, you pay like $100 at the Garden for decent seats, and you go there and you want to see players play, and they're sitting on the rear ends. It's ridiculous. And the G League team is in there. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's why I love the NHL, because the, the, the NHL doesn't do that at all. The NHL, the guys play, I mean, guys have broken shoulders. They like, snap the damn thing. You remember George Collins' stick, you know, and... And just, you know, put me in, coach. I mean, it's ridiculous. Last night, my Rangers beat the best team. In fact, the Bruins and the Rangers are the only two teams to actually beat the Florida Panthers this year. The Bruins won in overtime, and the Rangers won last night in regulation, even though they gave up third, three goals in the third period. And two goals were like two minutes left. And I didn't see the game last night because I was out, so I came and watched the highlights. And, man, Igor Sturkin does the show again, 42 saves. The kid's been great. I mean, he really has. He stood on his head so many times during the wins. It's kind of like a smokescreen because the Rangers tend to get dominated all the time. And last night, another 42-save performance. And uh, look, they have a better start this year. And the Bruins are off to a fairly good start. But uh, the Bruins and the Rangers seem to suffer from the same thing, lack of scoring depth. I mean, the Bruins rely so much, you know, on, on, on the line with, you know, with Bergeron and, and with, uh, you know, uh, with, uh, with Pasta and, and, uh, and Marchant, and uh, the Rangers rely so much on the Zabadijad line. So, but, the, Bru- uh, the Bruins are constantly in the bottom third of the league in power play. Well, yeah, scoring. I, yeah, they, they haven't been great with the power play, you know, but even the, even the Rangers haven't. That's, you know, special teams are, are important, but, uh, you know, sometimes you can get away with even special teams being being lackluster or mediocre even in the playoffs, but it, the, the penalty killing is really important. So, but, yeah, the Rangers had a tough road trip. They actually came away with a couple points. Connor McDavid, I mean, if you have, have you ever watched Connor McDavid play? No, I haven't. Well, some t- well, it, you have to watch Conor McDavid. He I, made, keep, I keep threatening to come over to your house and watch a yeah, hockey game he, with you. Absolutely. So. He made a move the other night, which was unbelievable. He went through four Rangers and scored and then beat the goalie. It was unbelievable. Probably the best goal I've seen in a long time. The guy's unbelievable. I mean, if you ever watch Wayne Gretzky play or watch Mario Lemieux play, it's like watching those two guys, but even faster on the ice. He's definitely the best player. It's a shame that he plays in Edmonton because you'd want to see him all the time. And unfortunately, he plays, you know, way, way up in, you know, in Western Canada. But the guy's absolutely phenomenal. And, and Leon Drysaddle is Another guy who plays on that team is spectacular. He and McDavid like one and two in scoring a couple of years ago in points. So I mean, but uh, it's interesting. It'll be an interesting year in the NHL. I mean, I love hockey. So any hockey callers out there? Four one three four four two, four four five. Sorry, four two three four. Right here, we got about about uh, thirteen minutes left on WTBR Sports Talk. But getting back to the NBA, I mean. The NBA, you know, the East Coast is now a lot different now. I mean, was you know, the Bulls are better, the Cavs are better, Washington seven and three. I mean, the Wizards, who used to be the Bullets when I was a kid. I mean, these teams are a lot better. So the Knicks, you know, the Knicks are at seven and four. But the weird thing is, they go into Milwaukee, they beat Milwaukee, and they were down by twenty in Milwaukee, and they pull away and win. The Celtics are like, I don't know what the Celtics are right now. This They're year. Jekyll and Hyde. is yeah. what the Celtics are, and you, you know, you got Marcus Smart. Yeah. Uh, you know, the other day, not saying, so smart. Saying Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum need, you know, they need to pass the ball more. Do you know how many assists he had in that game? Yeah, you said zero. Zero, right? Yeah. Okay, so we talked about that. So that hasn't gotten any better. And uh, I just, I don't know why they they gave him that big extension. I mean, he doesn't gel with those two guys. Uh, you know, I'm glad Kemba Walker's gone because he, for the last two years in the Celtics jersey, he never played a back to back. 
He never played yeah, the our, second game of back to back. He's, yeah, he's your now. problem. Right. Now. He's, he's the Knicks' yeah. problem now. I mean, this the idea of sitting a guy. Not even that. I mean, I get to the ball yard, I get to the court, or I get to the ice. I want to play, man. I don't want to sit. That's ridiculous. I want to help my team. I mean, the whole thing is just absurd. I used to hate when I played baseball. The coach said, you're not playing today. And they do it in baseball. And they do it in baseball. And i got to ask you about, like, baseball now. Free agents. I mean, your take on the Red Sox. Who do you sign? Who do you who do you want back? Do you want Schwaber back? Do you want to give Schwaber a contract? I would love to have Schwaber back. At okay. The, at the right amount of money. Right. I mean, he's going to, you know, he had a, a, a career insanely ridiculous year. And that, that two-month stretch he had in Washington where he hit, what, 20 home runs? In like a forty-five yeah, game stretch, yeah, he, you know, was, that's, he was tremendous. I mean, that's going to boost his his value. I mean, he had an eleven and a half million dollar option, which he's obviously going to decline. It was a mutual option; he's going to decline it. Uh, JD opted back in, as I said earlier. So, do they have the room, the flexibility on the roster for both of those guys? And if you sign Schwarber, does that mean you you don't believe in one of your outfielders, or you don't believe in Bobby Dahlback? I mean, you have Tristan Cassis coming up from the minor leagues. Right. He's probably going to make his debut at some point. And, you know, he's a first baseman yeah, only. Right, right, Schwarber's right. very limited defensively, so it depends. I mean, do they trade somebody? Do they trade Bobby Dahlback for something? I mean, well, you could you could you could have Schwarber, you know, playing first base and DHing against obviously against right-handed bats, and and you know, let JD play the outfield or whatever. You know, let God, somebody JD else. in the outfield. I know it's not good. Or you just sit him pretty. for the day or whatever. But you don't want to sit him. You want his bat in the lineup, especially when he's making twenty million dollars. I, I think Bobby Dahlback can become a pretty good player. He had a very good second half of the season. His defensive, you know, work needs a little bit of improvement. He's not a bad first baseman, but he's a young guy. I think they he, should build with him. I, you know, he came up as a third baseman. Oh, he did. And he's, okay, he's played. I, he's played a handful. Of games this year at third base, and he looks so much more fluid, and oh, so really? much, third? yeah, so much more well, smooth. And not taking Devers away from third, that's for uh, sure. I was just going to say Devers. I mean, he, he makes his fair share of boneheaded plays over third base, and is he going to is he going to outgrow the position in terms of his body? Can he keep himself in right. the physical condition to stay at the hot corner? That's going to be the question to ask. And Bogarts, right? Bogarts right. is going to opt out after this coming season. Why? Because let's see, more money. That's why. It's let's a see, dumb they question, gave they Rob. gave. Uh, uh, the shortstop, Lindor, for the Mets. They gave him, what, 10 years, 340? Bogarts is on a team-friendly six-year, $120 million it's, it's deal right now. It's such an ego thing. What are these? How much money do you need, man? Honestly, how much money? How much material stuff do you need? It's he's, ridiculous. He's, he said, I'm opting re- out, but I hope to finish my career in Boston. Well, then oh, don't opt God. out. Why, don't opt out. Why wouldn't you want to play in Boston? You're a right-handed batter. You know, you, you play for one of the great franchises in professional sports history with an amazing history. Yeah, despite all the losing in the 86 years, they had great teams. They had great players over the years. I mean, they really did. I mean, Jimmy Fox and, you know, obviously Ted Williams, Bobby Doerr. I mean, this is not a, a franchise that didn't, you know, that, that you know, is, you should be proud to play for that team. And Fenway is just a great place to play. It's a great atmosphere. I mean, I, I went to college in Boston. I loved going to Fenway. Fenway's just—it's. I like it's, going to Fenway better than Yankee Stadium because I don't wear my Yankee accoutrements. Okay, I mean, there's <laughs> something about every time I walk walk up the ramp to the seats. I just—it's that that feeling of being a kid again at oh Fenway God. Park. It's just the the smells, yeah, the grass, right. the, You know, and and I love night games at Fenway with the lights and yeah. it's just it's it, it's. I love the Green Monster, you yeah. know the, the the Sam Adams deck up in right field. Right. You know, it's just it's just it's just such a cool place. It is. I mean, I love getting yelled at when I walked in the Caskin Flag in with my Yankee. Yes, <laughs> I never did that. <laughs> there was no. Oh, that's like torture. Forget it. You that's never like, got a beer poured on like you. That's like being did at you? a clan meeting, huh? You never got a beer poured on you there, did no, you? No, never did. I was at I mean, a Red Sox Rays don't game. Don't ever walk in there with a Yankee uniform on. I was at a Red Sox Rays game, and a yeah. guy walked in with a Yankee hat and jersey on, and midway through the third inning, some guy behind him was was obviously hammered, and he just took his draft beer and just poured it right over the oh, guy's man. head. Unbelievable. You know, the Yankees, you know, here's my take. I mean, the Yankees talk about getting a shortstop. You look at the shortstops out there. Okay, Correa, Story, uh, obviously, you know, the kid with the Dodgers who's just really, really good. Seager. Corey Seager, yeah. Um, the thing is that, do the Yankees really want to pay all these guys? See, to me, I believe in coming up through the farm system and building through the farm system. Anthony Volpe, they say, well, he's not ready. Let him play. Let's see what happens. Let, you know, I don't know what they can do. Like, does Trevor Simeon get signed and go back to shortstop since he's been playing second base for Toronto? You know, Trevor, you know, Simeon would be a guy that I might take my chances on maybe a couple of years because he had such a tremendous year. He's going to get Toronto. a monster contract. I know he is. He's gonna, and you know what? Toronto's going to resign him. There's no way. They're, I, don't, I believe they're going to resign him. I don't see how they, how they could let him go. I, I know, especially not. especially when they have younger players that they haven't re-signed to longer contracts, you know, and so forth. I mean, he's more of the veteran guy on that team. So, and how about they consider one year and eighteen million dollars a pillow? 
contract. Amazing. I mean, think about the think about the multi-year deal he's going to get, and the average annual value is going to be $25, 30000000 million a year. It's ridiculous. It, it, it is. It's just ridiculous. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, when Catfish Hunter signed with the Yankees for a million dollars, we went, a million dollars? Oh, my God. You know, in the story with Babe Ruth signing for $100,000, and he said, uh, you make more of the president. Babe Ruth said, yeah, well, I had a better year. You know I mean? <laughs> That's you great. Know? Right. You know, so... Uh, Anyway, 413-445-4234, about six minutes left here on WTBR Sports Talk. Robbie Zucker, Sean Cronin on another gorgeous Tuesday fall day. Man, the fall has been amazing up here. It's been beautiful. It's been great. But the foliage has been has oh, been subpar, but, you know, I mean, we haven't gotten those bright yellow leaves that I love. But other than that, I mean, just I walked outside today. I'm like, I could be outside in T-shirt yeah, and shorts. It's absolutely. beautiful. Absolutely. It's absolutely gorgeous. Shorts. There was people wearing shorts outside, but then again, in Pittsfield here, they wear shorts when it's 34 degrees, so it doesn't really matter. And pajamas. Yeah, when they're standing there on the side of the road with a, with a, with a sign in their hand that says, help, you know, uh, please help. You know? oh, I'm homeless? Yeah, yeah. Those people that stand in front of CVS and they say, can't work, but you stand on your feet all day? You, I, you, you can work. <laughs> I feel like going around to these people just handing them job applications, going, here you go, here's your help that you need. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. I you know. I always wonder where they get the giant felt pen from. The know? giant felt pen. Yeah, yeah. And they always seem to have nice, shiny shoes. Right, and great backpacks. Yes. You know, they cost you like $40 at Target, you know. Like, <laughs> where do they get the backpacks from? But, uh, yeah, I mean, going back to baseball, it's like, so hey, so the general manager meetings day, and the Mets do not have a general manager or a guy who's president of operations. They have Sandy Alderson and Steve Cohen. I mean, the Mets, I mean, here's a billionaire guy that buys the team, and there's, they're a mess. What are they going to do? They're a mess. They have so many question marks, too. They need a third baseman. Are they going to re-sign Michael Conforto? Who I, I, you know, Michael, pull the ball into the shift again, Michael Conforto. They, I mean, they, they, gave, uh, they offered Syndergaard and Conforto qualifying offers, which this year is it's worth $18.4 million. I love this qualifying offer. Like, you can't live on a million dollars. I know it's terrible. You got the electric bill and the phone bill. And it's, ridi- it's just the salaries are absolutely ridiculous. They just are. And, and, and to get into a ball, I remember, like, getting into a ball game. I mean, I remember we went a couple of years ago. Sue and I went, and it was uh, Derek Jeter's last week of his career. and what a career. And I think it cost me $20 for two hot dogs and two sodas. And the hot dogs were terrible. And I was just like, I can't believe this, you know? So I used to go to minor league games. I used to go see the Erie Sioux Wolves. And obviously here, you know, in town in Pittsville, go see the Suns. I've, I've actually sang the national anthem a couple of times at the, uh, at the stadium over here. Uh, it, it's amazing how it's just so expensive to go to a sporting event. And it, I used to sit in bleachers at Fenway in college for $7.50. I used to sit in Madison Square Garden, the green section, or in the, excuse me, in the blue section for $8. I mean, it's just It's insane. It's just greed. I'm sorry. I know it's economics, and I know it's, you know, how inflation works, especially in today's economy. But, I mean, it's, it's insane, man. I mean, can't you give people a break? I mean, there are people who had whole giant tickets for 50 years, and John Mayer wants to build a new stadium and then charge everybody more money. And there are people who actually, I mean, passed down tickets from three generations, sometimes four generations of giant football, and now cannot sit at MetLife Stadium and watch the Giants because they can't afford it. It is absolutely insane. And these guys are worth billions. They have so much money. I mean, they could throw it in the street for crying out loud. You know, I think of the Invisible Man with Claude Rains when he robs the bank and he just throws the money all over the place. You know, or, or Cocoon or the second Cocoon movie where, you know, you know, he's just throwing the money out because he's going to another planet. It's just, it's you, absurd. You, you can't take your family to a baseball game. Oh, my God. Spe- you know, Fenway it's Park. Like $400 home, at Fenway. Four, Fenway Park, the home of warm beer and cold hot dogs. That's, that's you know. <laughs> You get your eleven dollar warm draft beer and your five dollar cold hot dog. <laughs> warm draft beer. <laughs> I would seriously. I used to sit at Fenway in college. I'd go down, you know, walk down and you know pass by the Rat and go into Nuggets for a couple of records and then you know go to Fenway for a ball game and seven fifty. You know what was it? You know less than a buck for a drink for a soda. It's it's just it's ridiculous. It really is. And the salaries are insane. And I get really upset when I hear these guys crying. Like like a guy like Anthony Rendon after the World Series after they won Washington was given an offer of like you know three hundred and ten million dollars to turn it out to go play for the lousy Angels where they don't see him and he's hurt half the time. It's just, it's just it's become absolutely insane. But that's speaking of a of, of a of a team that needs. Just oh, that's I just I feel so bad for Mike Trout. He's been in the league for what a decade, and he's been in one playoff series. But what's with him? He was out this year with like a calf injury. That's the way to be out for three months with a like calf injury. It was injury? supposed to be six weeks. It turned into like, sixteen weeks. Put some yeah. ice on your. I mean, put your ice on your calf and go. Let's go already. I, I heard Albert Bell on in an interview with Joe and Evan. One uh, Joe was a special guest, 
And I heard an interview with Joe, and he's like, I can't believe it. And Bell said, what's with this guy? You know, you couldn't believe the guy was out so long with a calf injury. Al- they, Albert uh, Bell, I'll never forget the game. He got hit by a pitch, and they said, take your base. And he goes, no. <laughs> he refused to take should, his base, should, and he stood in the box, and then he hit a home run. You look at his numbers, he should be in the Hall of Fame. He should be. Absolutely, he should be in the Hall of Fame. They're pretty guys in the Hall of Fame now. Harold Baines. I mean, Harold, Harold Baines. Baines. Harold Baines was embarrassed to be in the Hall of Fame. He said, he said I don't belong here. Right. <laughs> Anyway, folks, we got to wrap it up, but uh, tune in next week for another edition of uh, WTBR Sports Talk. And don't forget, November 18th, about the fundraiser going on from 7 o'clock on on WTBR. Robbie Zucker, Sean Cronin, wrapping up for another weekend. We'll see you next week, ladies and gentlemen. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. Go get vaccinated, all right? And do yourself, uh, do, do yourself some smart things right here, right here on WTBR Sports Talk. See you next week, folks. Go Pats. WTBR-FM, Pittsfield.